Jamie Harrop joining me today. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to do this podcast right this time. Here we go. Welcome home, my friends, to the Teacher Answers Podcast, a show where I take high school students' questions and answer them in the most no-nonsense, no-bullcrap way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 28-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and Jamie Harrop and explore why high school students do what they do. That's that's my theme. That was cool. Right, that is cool. Now, we we went in deep here. I've got I got a, a couple good questions that would just be a crime if we didn't get these answered. Okay, I made happiness. It's a big thing on these questions. How do I get happiness? I, I had students the other day write about what success means. Okay. Everybody agrees that happiness is a variable in the equation of what success means. Because success isn't one thing. Okay, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be money and cars and who knows what. But happiness is a part of it. You get happiness, I'm convinced, by doing meaningful work. For whatever that is for you. If it's if it's what we're doing right now meaningful work you know and it can be in addition to the job whatever your job is if you're you know i worked at fast food if i was doing fast food i didn't find that super meaningful like i didn't feel like i was changing the world per se but i was feeding people i was helping that so when you can find that meaningful work you will find your happiness and when you push yourself you know there's an element of pushing yourself and i was interviewing a former student and I hope you listen to it. His name is Jay, Jay, I can never say his name right, J.C. Shively. And when I had him in 2005, he sat right where you were um, a couple of nights ago and I interviewed him. He, he told me how he was, his ego just ballooned up. He wanted to be a rap star. He stopped doing my homework and he's like, he's like, my ego inflated so much that I just, you know, I thought I knew everything. I stopped listening to any authoritative figure and then I, he self-destructed. All right. Wound up having, um, a child and then that flipped him back and is a heck of a well-spoken dude right now. Um, and we talked about finding purpose. This is sort of like finding meaningful work. So what you do so much counseling with kids and of all ages and adults and, and coaching, you know when you have someone who is into that hobby or meaningful work and and they just lose track of time doing it and they're into it right that's what they're looking forward to a lot of people aren't looking forward to stuff absolutely they're just burning some hours up on their phone probably feeling bad about it afterward and then going to bed and then waking up and doing it a little bit more getting all mad at each other making flamey comments here and there, and then they're going to work miserable. That's what's going on. When you have that hobby that you're looking forward to, well, then you stop that nonsense. Or you lessen it, right? Because you don't have time for it. Right. How do we get people to find their purpose? That's a, that's a great question. Thank and you. I think that it's a, um, a meaningful question. And um, getting to know people personally, you know, for me, it's hard for if I walk out this door and walk down two doors to a person that I don't know and say, hey, I want to help you do something. They're going to say, 
who are you? Right. You know, um, helping people find their purpose. Um, I believe you're going to have to have some influence with them. And I, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. I, I honestly, I do. I don't listen to that much music anymore. I listen to mostly podcasts in my, in my truck. Cool. When I'm driving around, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like hearing other people's perspectives, mm-hmm. and I like I like listening to things that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to the Steelers podcast mm-hmm. all the time because I like the Steelers. I listen to the Buckeyes podcast. I listen to um, I, I love to hunt. I, I love turkey season is coming around the corner, mm-hmm. um, and for people that you know that you either love turkey hunting or like what is that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I love it. Um, and it's something that I share with my son that we get to do. My daughter likes to go. Mm-hmm. So this is something, you know, you coach your kid the whole upbringing. And then when they graduate, you're like, all right, now what? This is something we can do together. So I love that. And so I like to listen to, tur- to, to podcasts talking about turkey hunting. Really? Yeah. There, it, there's a podcast for everything. There is. Oh, you, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, of course, I do love listening to inspirational podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to Ed, Ed Milet a lot. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, mm-hmm. but he's just, he's an entrepreneur just and just a billionaire. I don't know that now he wants to help people, you know, talk to him about not just money, but life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I like because mm-hmm. let's get real here. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we all have the same hours in a day. We all do. We do. Nothing, nothing changes except for what we choose to do mm-hmm. and what we choose to do actually ends up being who we are and who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. So reverse all that, back it all up. And now you're at the start of something, you know, finding somebody's purpose. What do you like to do? Where, you know, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? What do you want to do that you've never done before? You know, maybe there's a lot of people out there that um, that have never really gotten into the, the idea of um, something extracurricular, mm-hmm. some kind of sport, some kind of activity. I don't know, riding horses. Mm-hmm raising pigs, whatever it is. There's so many things that you can do that you can get fulfillment out of and joy out of because you found something that you like to do. Start with a purpose and end with an end goal is, hey, I'm, I sold this I sold, sold this pig at my uh, 4-H. Mm-hmm. I got $1,000 in my pocket. That's success, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> and that's fulfillment. And for so back it all up, what, I'm, what I would say to you is um, influence with the with the people that you're talking to. And that's the great thing about podcasts is you don't really have to know them personally. They can, they can hear your words and they can have an influence and that can have an influence on people. Right. Um, you know, not, not every, so people think, you know, it's, it's easy when you give your advice, right. Mm -hmm. And you come at it from your perspective. Right. Not everybody's the same, not even close. You know, you could take just the people that have sat in this room this week. Not any one of those people have the same, that were dealt the same cards to start with. Their starting hands were all different. All right. Um, And the worst starting hand in this room may be the best starting hand in some other classroom somewhere. How it's real easy for a student to start blaming okay this is another big big one and it's easy for people to say especially you know people that are older to say well you know and i say it too you got the same clock i do all you gotta do is work hard Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's like it's they 
don't know how to do that or they're so beaten up maybe it's beating themselves up for whatever whoever knows what but um or 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 other things so i think we can agree that not all people come from the same type of environment right so how do we get people because we've all read these stories where they came from the worst of the worst okay houses and they've become ultra mega successful that needs put in a pill mm-hmm. yeah all right be great wouldn't it yeah give me the second shot of that please right okay there's there's something there's a secret to that okay what is it <laughs> how can we you know what i mean how do we get people to stop well it's all kinds of different victim? words it's determination of course mm-hmm. but i think the hardest thing for i guarantee you that every one of those people that you talked about that come from absolutely nothing that made it to something, somebody put something in their hand or something in their mind that helped them get started. Right. We can't, we don't know everything, so we need a little help. Mm-hmm. And every one of those people, so I guarantee you, they'll, they'll look back at some of oh, my second grade teacher. They did this for me. Or, you know, when I graduated, this guy saw me on the streets, picked me up, took me to a, down to Home Depot and bought me a hammer. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Now he's a great builder. Mm-hmm. Somebody did something that changed the course of that person's history mm-hmm. or future. The, our job is to find that person. Mm-hmm. You know, as not not just as not just as teachers, as pastors, as but as people, as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, on a Underwood into a Dare intersection. Here in you know in town, terrible intersection of uh, Linden Avenue. Lady in a van broke down in the intersection, mm-hmm. and we're the first car pulling up because my wife thought there might be a yellow light coming up here shortly, so she stopped. Mm-hmm. Joke on my wife, her driving. <laughs> One guy gets out, tries to help push. Mm-hmm. He he's in his sixties, and he. I jump out and I run across. My wife's like, what do you want me to do? I said, I don't know. Drive to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I get out and I and I jump in the back of this van and start pushing. Mm-hmm. Well, this young person has a Zanesville baseball uniform on. He's mm-hmm. in high school. Comes down from Advanced or AutoZone, whichever one that is. Comes down on the Lemon Avenue. Sets, he's beside me. So we got a six-year-old man. 16 year old man and myself and we pushed that vehicle to the other side and got her out of what harm's way Mm -hmm. now anybody would have done that just Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. a lot of would have just kept on driving but seeing somebody in need and just giving them that short amount of time can change somebody's future yeah you know so if you if we see somebody that is in need that we know comes from nothing they have they barely have the clothes on their back mm-hmm. why not just reach out a hand to that person mm-hmm. why not give them an opportunity now it's not up to us if they make it it's not up to us to if they become you know a gazillionaire but we've done our job in trying to help this person and now it's up to them to make that next that next step that next decision yeah another story and this is not by any way trying to pat myself on the back because that's not what I'm about whatsoever. Right. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Sure. Um, 
I began, I began to be a youth pastor and there was this young man, he was in the eighth grade and he, he looked different. Um, hair down across his face, snake bites in his lip, baggy clothes, black, dark colors all over, mm-hmm. quiet, look at you out of the corner of his eye type of a kid. Mm-hmm. And here I am coming in, football coach, you know, athletic looking, mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> and I look completely different than him, completely. Mm-hmm. But I believe in that moment, God put him in my path and he, and, and God put me in his path mm-hmm. because long story short, um, not long after I took over as youth pastor, the next, maybe not even six months later, the boy says, Hey, can I stay at your place tonight? So I don't have to, cause he lived in Zanesville, but he went to Philo. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman. He said, can I stay at your place tonight? You know, he knew the kids, you know, his, my son was, was just, um, two years younger than him. Okay. And, uh, I said, sure, sure. Well, he never left. He lived with his grandparents or his grandmother in Zanesville. His parents lived in Roseville. They were both deaf. They both were um, struggling in life. Mm-hmm. And he actually was emancipated from them. Hmm. It was with his grandparent, his grandmother, which lived in Zanesville, which had to drive him down every day. And it was a hassle and it was a chore. So I'm like, yeah, stay. Stay so you can just go to you know, it was church on Sunday night. You can stay and go to school the next day. Like I said, he never left. He stayed there. Um, and now we call, he's like a stepson, or an, I'm sorry, he's like an adoptive son that we had, we got no financial gain from. Hmm. And we dropped him off at Ohio State. He got a full ride to Ohio State. He he got his master's at Ohio State. Now he works at a nice Wanger Center working with disabilities and young people through their psychology, um, being a psychology major. How long ago was this? Um, he is now 26, 26 years old. And when, so when you started this story, how old was he? 13, 14, something like that. And, and you just took him in? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And we just met, uh, we just went and he drove down from Columbus to Newark and we drove from Zanesville to, to Newark and we met and we met his new girlfriend, um, you know, halfway and mm-hmm. just had a great time. And, you know, he, he considers us his parents he calls me me dad and christy mom that's and amazing crazy thing about this story sam is yeah. what what it did not for him but what it did for me right what did it do he was completely different mm-hmm. i had to be able to if i'm going to do this at a high level if i'm going to be who god has called me to be i have to reach that child that doesn't look anything like me that isn't any that had any the boy he broke his arm running track. You know, he's he's not my biological son. He doesn't mm-hmm. have my DNA, but he's still my son. Mm-hmm. And he he helped me in my progress of being a pastor of that everybody that I look at, God already loves. And it doesn't matter what they can do for me, what they look like, what how much how much they give to the church or how much they don't give to the church or, you know, what their gifts are, if they can play an instrument, it doesn't matter. God, God sees them. God created them. God loves them. So, so should I. And that's what he did for me. And, you know, it could, it would have been really easy just to say, you know what, this is a little bit of a burden, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't, it just felt right. Mm-hmm. It was, and he, he did something else. 
he was the president of the um, National Honor Society at Philo. Wow. Um, and he asked me to speak because the, the president gets to ask, gets to get the speaker. Right. He asked me to speak at the National Honor Society banquet. Fantastic. Well, for you maybe, but not for me. I was a nervous wreck. The really? Year, I went as he was a junior. Mm-hmm. I went and there was a uh, professor there <laughs> that had a, he had a little accent. And he was just a genius, mm-hmm. you know, and this guy, he's done so many amazing things. He was a, a professor at the at Zane State and he'd done some other things um, for, uh, for Ohio State, for OU. And I felt, I mean, what do I have to offer? What can I bring? You know what? I just felt like I just bring something real to these kids. Because the truth is, I didn't even know what National Honor Society was when I was in high school. I'm sure you were in it. I wasn't. You was? No, I was not. You was not? No. You know what they told me? You didn't apply, right? I did apply. Really? You you know what they told me? Uh -uh. They said, your hair is too long. What? You didn't get in because of your hair? Yeah. That's not funny. That's well, funny. that's something that would happen in the 80s, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we don't think you're the right fit. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I didn't get in because of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the total package is the reason I didn't get in. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't apply for it. Nothing. And I you know, I just stood up there, and I was real with those people. And I said, look, I graduated in 1989. I didn't even know what this was. Mm-hmm. And now I'm up here speaking to you. Um, that should tell you that anybody can do anything in life. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. I believe that. Open a door, walk through it, and it can happen. You gotta, you gotta take a step though. You have to. You can't just sit. Absolutely. Again, you can hand somebody a hammer, but until he starts whacking at something, he is <laughs> not going to get anything done. Right. Uh, Jamie, we have reached the time on the show uh, where I'm going to ask you about six quick fire questions that probably the people at your church don't know. All right, this won't okay. be embarrassing. This is easy <laughs> to answer. And I didn't send these to you, so... Okay, ready? Uh, best concert you've ever seen? Oh, best concert. This will help people get to know you. Sure. Um, well, I'm going to say Alabama and George Strait. Okay. I'm that, sorry. That was actually... I'm sorry. I, I got to... For my wife's fa- sake... Yeah. I'm changing. Okay. I'm going to say Billy Ray Cyrus oh my. because that's the night that I proposed to her when I got her tickets to the Billy Ray Cyrus concert. The achy, breaky heart. It was terrible. Oh my. It was terrible. I Go it. back. We'll say Alabama. Alabama, Alabama is the, first, the yeah. first concert I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, back when they were like a, they were like rock and country at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it was like were, the first band yeah, to ever do that. They kind of crossed the lines. Well, I, I, I saw mm. them at, um, at the shoe. Oh, huge, wow. Huge concert. Top thing on your bucket list. Oh, my goodness. You're Talking self-indulgent. Self-indulgent? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can do that? Yes. I can I can want Only some? on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Top thing on my bucket list. Um, actually, because I'm kind of a common dude, I want to shoot a bull elk out in Colorado, out in the mountains of Colorado. I'll go do some, like, exotic hunting. Yeah, well... Is that exotic hunting? No. That's, okay. I mean, I've done that. I've went to Africa and I've killed a few animals over there, but hmm. I've never killed a bull elk here in, in the United States. I wouldn't like to go to Wyoming or Colorado to do that. Gotcha. That is very selfish, but sorry. Um, favorite show that you've Friends. binged lately? Friends? 
Friends is your favorite show? Friends. Favorite character on Friends? Joey. Okay. Got it. You can have one meal in Zanesville, Ohio. What is it and where is it? Zanesville, Ohio. My one meal would probably be now. Um, it's got to be Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Ribeye. Before Texas Roadhouse, I will answer it and I will say um, Rake's Place. Uh, I like that place. It's good. Their really fish good. sandwich is amazing. Good. Scallops are awesome. If you could spend a month and only a month doing any job, what would it be? And you have the skills to do it. Any job for a month. Um, I would say school teacher. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think everybody should do this job for a month. Yeah. They'd look at then it I would say I didn't want to do that job no more. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you, you actually, you got the, you got the heart for it. Yeah. You gotta have that. Uh, what is your, okay. So don't take this the wrong way. What is your personal heaven? Meaning if you had the metaphorical heaven like if gotcha. you if you had the perfect afternoon or day where you could have it go any way you want what would happen um i would definitely be with my wife and children doing something mm-hmm. um i like to travel with them i don't like to travel alone um but i like to travel with them so i would say let's say um we'll say on a mountain with my my wife and kids okay um, what is something that people do that's your pet peeve? <laughs> I get which one you want. Um, my the one that I talk, probably talk about the most that I try to teach on the most is putting your dang cart back where it's supposed to go, rather than leaving it out in the parking lot. <laughs> if you're if you cannot put your shopping cart away, yeah, you are not able to. You're not fit for society. <laughs> period. You need to change who you are. Immediately. Okay. Do you do you put it away for them? I absolutely do. Do you really? Yes. Every chart that I see, I put away. Hmm. Here's another thing I do. I'm I'm strange. Um, I pick up trash. Yeah. If I see it, I pick it up. I used to be a person that didn't pick up trash. I didn't either. But I'm telling you, I walked down the hall the other day, and there's like a wrapper on the floor, and I'm like, I'll pick it up. Maybe so, maybe somebody's watching this. I don't want to pick it up. Nobody wants to pick it no, up. No, nobody wants to. But but maybe if somebody sees me picking it up, they'll pick up the next one. So anyway, last question here. What song gets you fired up the most? I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. I don't know what that is. Mercy Me? Mercy Me. It's a contemporary Christian baby. Oh, okay. Yep. What is it called again? I Can Only Imagine. I'm going to listen to that song later. It's a it's a it's one of my favorite songs um, plus, they made a movie out of it. About hmm. it's a, it's got a deep, deep meaning to it. But watch the movie too; you'll you'll really like it. Okay. Um, but I should say too that Thunderstruck will always be. It's a good one because that's our intro song for our football team. So, mm-hmm. got to go with that too. Mm-hmm. So, listen to have a conversation here. Th- this has been. I don't want to be a downer here, but this has been the darkest year of my career. Yeah. Okay. Meaning, you know, last, last March, about a year ago today. In fact, well, you're, you're going to be hearing this episode in mid April here. Um, 
but but uh, the lockdown happened about a year ago today and i really thought that would bring people together you know i thought maybe people would stop because you know keep in mind debates were happening very politically charged crazy political you know and i thought well maybe this will bring us together right uh, and it divided it worse yeah. um students feel that they feel they're you know they they feel adults around them fighting and so what do they do well that rubs off on them you know um my son you know had the old drive-through graduation didn't have a prom now this was when there wasn't there were no sports back at the end of last year so you know track didn't happen and i i feel really bad and and these guys here will have some some sort of graduation type of thing safe from all that um but as far as getting that high school high-fiving each other uh end of the year type of thing where you get that high school alice cooper schools out yeah. kind of celebratory yeah. yay yeah. moment that oh, we had i remember it vividly yeah it's like they're not gonna get that we know that now maybe next year they're gonna get that and i think these guys that i had if you walked in here tomorrow and you talk to them they've accepted it they've made peace with right they sure it's not fair but they, they are resilient yeah um and sometimes the people having the worst part of it is the parents. Absolutely. Because they're, you know, living through their kids. Yeah. yeah. So what, I, what can they do? Give me, give me some sort of one minute long message of like uh, motivation for them. Uh, first, first of all, understanding that isolation was never meant to be a human. Nobody was ever meant to be alone. Um, nobody can ever be successful being alone. There has to be something else. There has to be somebody that, that shares that with them or else they won't feel successful. And that's what, I think that's the biggest thing for us right now is some of the loneliness that's happened. But I understand that the times that we have, we don't choose them, but we can choose what we do with the times that we have. We can, we don't, we're not, we don't, we can't pick the day, but we can live the day and we can have as much understanding of the times that we're in and love one another through them as we possibly can. We have an opportunity right now. We, the, it is ripe for the picking for us as a culture to stand up and rise up because when people are hurting the most, that's when they are needed. The mo that's when they need the most. Mm -hmm. When somebody is in the gutter, that's when they reach their hand up. Well, people are reaching their hand up, and this is the time when you grab somebody's hand. If you want to make yourself feel better, help somebody else. I mm -hmm. promise you, I promise you, it will not, it will only be great for you. Right. You will not think about yourself anymore. You won't think about the isolation. You won't think about the things that you don't have. You'll think about the way that you help somebody out, and that feeling is euphoric. Mm -hmm. It changes who you are, and you want to do it again. Because it is success, and success breeds success. You want more and more and more of what you have that makes you feel good. And helping somebody out will make you feel good. And another thing is what we can do in this time is that we, we, can, we can help ourselves in a way that um, we don't really, we don't have to have other people. What you're doing, podcast, that helps people. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be in their presence, but they can listen to it. Mm -hmm. You know, stop 
looking at your phones. Stop looking at the computer screen and start reading a book. Mm-hmm. Start read, you know, open your book, open your phone up and read a book off of it. It right. can happen. Yeah. You know, um, for me, being being a Christian and being um, a man of God, so to speak, mm-hmm. I know where my happiness lies. It's in him. Mm-hmm. And the most the, the thing that I have to do every day is humble myself. And if people would start humbling themselves and putting themselves in the perspective that where they're supposed to be, they'll start seeing other people and how they can help them out. First and foremost, mm-hmm. you if you're if the only person you see all day is yourself, you're going to love yourself pretty good. Start looking for other people. Start looking for other ways to reach out and help somebody, um, whether it be something like this or, you know, I've seen people that have started uh, shelters, you know, that help, they're helping the homeless. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. You know, you're helping somebody that's down and out, down and out on their luck. I've seen people that have, um, you know, gone door to door passing out food during these times. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that we can do. And all you have to do is want to help somebody else and it'll, it'll come back to you. It always does. Right. It, I think so. Jamie, thanks for coming on. Um, you can find Jamie at Cornerstone Gospel, Full Gospel Church uh, in Duncan Falls, Ohio. You want to talk about hours or anything in case somebody wanted we, to come? Out. Sure. Sure. We have uh, two services on Sunday morning, a nine o'clock and then a 1030. Mm-hmm. And we have... Um, Wednesday night, seven o'clock at the barracks, which is something I didn't mention that I should have, but um, it's our youth center that's located right behind our church building. It's a big youth center. It's got an um, indoor basketball court, um, full kitchen, stage, lighting, um, sound, everything for we have birthday parties, whatever. Um, but that's where we hold our youth group. And that's on Wednesday nights. So, and then all down through the week, we have what we call connection groups, which could be in-home groups or it could be at the church. But they're just discipling classes for those that want more, you know, that want to hear the word more, wants to understand God more. And you know, we put ourselves out there every single day. We make sure that every single day of the week there is a connection group going on. So if somebody needs something, if somebody you know they need to go and talk to somebody, we're available and we're there. That's what we do. You are one heck of a human being, Jamie Harrop. Um, thanks for coming on my show and sitting down with me a little bit longer than we thought. But we'll but we'll have Jamie Harrop week. Well, how about I, that one day? You can't you can't tell. It's the hardest thing a pastor could ever do is give a ten minute sermon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I'll talk to you guys very soon. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacheranswers. Answers.